Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Nothing to do. Podcasting today. How's your life been? Well, it's because I think it's, I can see where I must have laid on something and because I've got marks on my arm. So that's why my, that's why my two fingers on my hand are numb. Track marks? Yeah. No. no. You want to bend it last night? No, I was on an Afghan. There's so many ways that joke could go, but we're just going to let it go. No, I was on an Afghan and uh, it's got like, it, it must have been wrapped around my arm with bacon. Yeah, but the guys I work with, we all, bad jokes are abound. And we're 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 our ages are basically sixty, fifty, and forty. So I'm in the middle. I'm not the yo. I'm not the young guy anymore. Man, that's weird. You you want to be? You always want to be the young guy. Trust me. Yeah, but I'm not. The other guy's forty, but he looks like. Well, of course I maybe I don't. Uh, maybe I picture myself. I always picture myself younger than I. Although I was looking in the mirror and I look younger than I used to look. Probably from stress. I was so much older then. I'm younger than that now. Mm. Bob Dylan. But yes, song song parodies and jokes and that's what keeps you young. Song parodies. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm just cracking them out because now all my jokes are new, baby. <laughs> I got a new audience. That's true. We we talk at work like we'll, we'll be at lunch and we're like you know we've been working together for years. I'm there 25 years now, mm. and uh, you know it's like you know we haven't had a new joke in like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing fresh material. It's like, it's like we talk you? about it, and, and our children do the jokes that we do now because they've heard them from us so many times. Oh my! So, ben does. He's always, you know. And then I'm picking up jokes from them, you know, because they watch things on YouTube and stuff. <laughs> they watch a thing. Oh, oh, uh, it's called Game Grumps. Two guys that do discussions and commentaries about games and one of the things that they came up with that they've actually like people have done animation for some of their discussions and one of their things i don't remember how they got into it but they were talking they they said something and then they came up with a phrase called the racist bassist you know guy that plays the bass so so then they got in this whole spiel about uh, so so yeah they're in a band and and he's up there now now when i say the bass it's 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 not like you know a bass guitar. It's a bass, you know, you know, do 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 do. So like, the, like a big stand-up bass. Yes, yeah. 
so they're like, yeah, so the, it's like a he's like a comedian and he's called the racist bassist. So he's up there, he's talking, and then he says he says a joke, blah blah blah, and it's racist. And then he then he whips out the bass and he's like, you know, uh, or off color, you know, oh well, that's what she said. Do 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 do. So anytime we do a joke in the house that's even slightly off color, it'll be like do 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 do. That that's what we fought, followed up with. Okay, so we'll and then we should remember that now for uh, for the show. So we had the racist. So then then they formed the band. It was the racist bassist and the bummer drummer. So anytime something bad happens, like you know, well you know you know my dog died. Yeah, it's just it's it's stupid. Yes, but I do have fun with my kids doing doing it. So, and that's honestly that's all that matters because yep. there's a lot of things I do that are stupid. Probably probably including podcasting. Yeah. So, what did you think of the book? Were you wondering why I picked the last of the miniseries? Um, I mean, I had read, I had read the, the book a long time ago, so it's not a big deal. But uh, yeah, it's fine. Well, it's the one I rem- see. There's one scene in here that I remember the most. Of course, in my mind, I made it much more epic. Epic hack. Yeah. <laughs> epic hack. You want to attack this thing? Yeah, yeah. Because see if you can figure out which uh, which scene I'm talking about. That you thought was more epic? I'm thinking when Wonder Man broke out of the pool. Oh, you read me like a glove. Wait, or, that like, like, no, I, it would be fit you <laughs> like a glove or read you like a book. <laughs> I fit you like a book. What? <laughs> Read you like a glove will fit you like a book. I think you're mixing your metaphors, Bill. Huh? Don't mix your metaphors and drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we should. That would be good. Just, just take sayings and just swap them around. Just, just to confuse. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> I read you like I fit you like a book. <laughs> Hello and welcome to. I will said West Coast Avengers Spotlight, but I guess that is a West. This is a, an Avengers Spotlight, but this time we're going to be going to the West Coast. So it's WCAS. WCAS. You're listening w- to yeah WC West Coast Avengers Spotlight. Yeah, no, I was just I was trying to think of a radio spiel. You're listening to WCAS all night, all day, easy listening podcast. I'm Doctor Ionic, being Bill, and with me is. Paul Tigra Spataro. How did I become Tigra? (laughs) Because I'm looking at the cover and they were the two I saw. I'm looking at the cover box in the book. I don't don't want to be sexist, but I identify as male. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, so now I'm picturing you as like in that Cats trailer. We got a pulse, but we got this Spataro cap. Who's, who's, the, who's the, the really old one that comes out? And, no, no, the really old one is the is, is the is the woman who sings memories. So, who's the, like the fat one, <laughs> like Rum Tum Tugger or something like that? No, that's no, he's the Svelte one. He's no, who, the one. Svelte. Okay, see, I, I don't know who's the fat one. Uh, I don't remember. I'm I because I'll be I, him. I have. A I'd rather be him than Tiger. I'm sorry. <laughs> you would think as much as I like to sing that I would have like some deep appreciation of cats, but I really only have like a like a little dipping of a paw into a couple of the songs. I mean, I've never watched the whole thing. You know, I, I saw mean, it I on Broadway. Songs. Did not care for it. Oh, have not seen it on Broadway. I've only seen some videos here and there of, like you said, the Rum Tum Tugger, and uh, would you say that too fast? You could probably get in trouble. <laughs> and and um, 
What was what was the uh, what was the, the public PSA? If you say that too fast, don't don't mix your metaphors, whatever. Don't mix your metaphors and drive. Uh, yes, that was a pre-show discussion. We were discussing. Uh, oh, oh, that's the opener. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, well, then you've already heard the opener about uh, I read you like a glove, and you fit like a book. So if anyone like a like shoe, what? When is the other mitten going to drop? <laughs> so if anybody would like to send in a list of uh, improper mixed me- metaphors, we will be glad to record them or send in your own, record- your own recording of your own mixed metaphors, and we will compile them together or feature them on the show. We are the Mixed Metaphor Podcast. That's right. We'll mix them for you. We'll <laughs> Give us your you metaphors and we'll mix them for you. <laughs> uh what are we doing? Oh, yeah. West Coast Avenger. We are covering today from the initial four-issue miniseries of West Coast Avengers. We're not covering the whole miniseries because, frankly, I I, I wanted to, I don't think we give enough West Coast love. Uh, or, you know, we wanted to get away from the main, main book for a chance and go do something else. And uh, it's Thanksgiving Coast. morning for anyone who cares. Now you're going, my God, you guys are getting me. What is wrong with you two? What's wrong with you? Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving morning, but this isn't going to post until uh, I, I don't know. It's an Avengers spotlight. Those are, sometimes I save those for when we have uh, an opening. This may not post until next year. Oh, it's clearly not going to post in the calendar year of 2019. Yes. When it's in there. 2020 it will post, I'm not certain. Yes. So yeah, this will be. Oh, and um, so I don't know if I mentioned to you that they are doing a Iron Man 2020 event that's been building in the uh, monthly Iron Man book. Because they've had his brother, well, yes, it's his brother, not his uncle, uh, Aaron Stark, mm-hmm. or Arno. Arno, Arno. Stark, yeah. Stark, yeah. Wait, it's, now it's his Arno. brother. That's right. You, you said something. You told me about yeah. that. Yeah. So that's 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 building up. It's building up. So, but we're actually going back to ooh, 1984. A little Orwellian. <laughs> Big brothers time. here, baby. That's right. So we're covering the fourth issue, the last issue in the miniseries, uh, mainly for one reason, because there is one scene that I remember the most, and that is our, uh, Wonder Man in the pool. Like a, like a glove. Like a glove. Like a book. Like a book glove, which would be a book cover. So I guess maybe my metaphor wasn't wrong. Yeah, yeah it was. So... Um, I remember, I guess in my mind, maybe I made it more theatrical and better, which I guess we'll get in when we talk about the book. Uh, but I seem to have maybe put a different artist or had different. It was just different. It was different. And we'll discuss that when. I'll tell you, I, you know, before we get into the book, I, you know, having just read it yesterday for the purposes of doing this, I kind of felt it did have a little bit of a theatrical uh feel to it now maybe when we watch it now or when we watch it when we when we go over it now you know page by page maybe it'll lose some of that feeling but when i reread it yesterday i did have that feeling well i seem to remember the actual panels like being maybe a full page spread and being like having like a george Perez amount of detail now they do but we'll discuss that when we get to it because first i'm gonna rip a pre-canned synopsis because i don't think i have I didn't check in my Avengers book. Frankly, I can't find it because we've been redoing the garage again. But I do have the uh, off of Marvel wiki, wiki, wiki. Uh, it's the wiki. I'm going to read it from the wiki. 
send all your hate mail for my horrible uh, impersonations to our email. Which uh, what is the email again, Paul? Because we had a question of of that in the um, into the group. The email address is bins b i n s at two truefreaks dot com. That's the word two truefreaks dot com. All right, and moving along, our book was released. Publish date was the de- oh I didn't pull up Mike's Amazing World. Well, it's all here on the wiki. Next time I'll do Mike's Amazing World. Next time I'll pull for Mike's Amazing World. December 1984 was the publish date, so that would make the cover date 85. Should be no. Oh, that's odd. Oh, that's the publish date. So actually, it would have been probably released uh, like in what September? On good behavior. Yes, exactly. So. Ah, uh, wow, it's been so long since I've done a book. <laughs> I don't remember if I do you want, me, you want me to give you the indicia? Oh, no, no, no. I was just trying. No, well, I mean, I got the indicia. I just don't remember. Uh, uh, sorry. It's, describe it's, the cover. You give the indicia, describe no. the cover, and then, and then read the synopsis. Oh, yeah. So, man, I'm so, I'm so it's old. It's hard for me to remember. The indicia. Oh, yes. This is written by Roger Stern. Penciler is Bob Hall. Anchor is Brett Breeding and Peter Berardi. Berardi. That's what I'll go with. That's that's Col- fine. Colorist. Give me the colorist. Go ahead. Holy cow. Phil Rizzuto for the money store. Holy cow. It's my glasses. Even... Huh. Is that a word? Or did somebody sneeze in the middle of a word? Ken Fedunowicz. I'm going to say I'm proud of you, Bill. <laughs> I think that was that was a very good effort on that, and I can't tell you that you're wrong. Well, because it looks a lot like Senkevich, but not with the Sen and the Kev, but the with the witch. I think I think, I think people have a tendency to pronounce it as wits, but mm. I believe it is. I think you are actually pronouncing it the correct way. Whew. Man, I don't need this pressure early on Thanksgiving morning. And the letterer is Joe Rosen. Now, that's easy. And our cover artists are Bob Hall and Brett Breeding. And the editor-in-chief is one James Jim Shooter. So our cover, ah, man, I like this cover. I forgot how good this was. So the cover has Graviton blasting the bejesus out of Hawkeye's little sky cycle and knocking him on his keister, sending him flying through the air. as Tiger Mockingbird, whose eerily seems to be missing a leg. I know she's running, but... The way it's drawn, it's kind of like... She, let's be fair, she's only missing half a leg. Okay. She's like an amputee, really, in that picture. Right, you know, it's kind of like, whoa, okay. From the, from the knee down, gone. And then um, Tiger, Mockingbird, and Iron Man are coming in from the background, while in the foreground, Wonder Man is getting out of the pool. And that's pretty much the cover. And hey, kids, this is a scene we will see somewhat in the book, although it's combined of a couple scenes i mean i'm looking at this and i'm thinking i like it i think it is it is atypical because the angle they chose is very action oriented it's not it's not at all poster like really it's more scenic uh for lack of a better word uh so i I like the choices that they made in it and i think it i think it was executed fairly well oh it is a spoiler for what's going to happen it is because wonder man is coming out of the pool and, you know, he's missing half a leg, too. The one on the right. Where did that leg go? We know where it is, but it's still, like, some weird leg angles in this book. People with mystery limbs. I don't remember him having yellow uh, wristbands, though. I don't recall. Is that a thing? 
that's weird. Unless it's a watch. Anyway, he's got he's got like the he's doing the Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. No, he is not. <laughs> now you're not going to get that out of your head. He must be somebody's baby. Actually, that's Jennifer Jason Lee. Anyway, for the uh, for that for that song. Be somebody's only life. When she's with Damone. <laughs> just to, to let this go, totally go on the tangent my favorite one of my, a couple of my favorite things in that movie come from Damone there's uh when when he talks about how you impress people no matter where you are you pretend that's the place to be isn't this great <laughs> or when he's selling the tickets I got seats so close you're gonna scare the band <laughs> and then the other thing is when uh when Ratnik calls him up because he forgot his wallet. He's sitting there, like, vegging out in front of TV, and he's like, I don't know, I'm kind of busy. Mr. Hand is in that, too? Yes. Mr. Spicoli, did you bring enough for the entire class? My dad's got an awesome set of of tools. You got a young young, uh, Cuba Gooding? Isn't it Cuba Gooding, or is it... uh, No, it's the... uh, He's in that? Oh, I gotta go back. No, it's, the, it's the been dude, a long time. I, it's I've the dude that. from uh, from Rogue One. Uh, from Rogue One, Rogue One, Rogue One, Rogue One. Uh, I think. Am I totally messing up? Ben Mendelsohn? Yeah. No. Uh, Don't be silly. Come on, man. That's all I do. People expect that. It's hard for people to take me seriously sometimes, or it scares them. Wait a minute. Why is Bill serious? Oh shit! <laughs> Run! <laughs> you looking it up? Yes. Oh, God, it means I get a vamp. Oh, yeah, it's got Forrest Whitaker. That's who I was oh. thinking of. I said Cuba Gooding. Well, uh, you know, they're both good actors. They are. and It's early both, in their careers. We have, uh, I'm just looking at looking at the uh, the cast list. You have Sean Penn, Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold, mm. Robert Romanus. He was, he was Damone. I don't think he went on to do anything to speak of. Brian Backer was Ratner. He didn't really go on to anything. Phoebe Cates, everybody's dream girl. Ray Walston. Scott Thompson was Arnold. Vincent- Scott Thompson, wait a minute. The Scott Thompson from that we've discussed sometimes, the guy that's uh, always plays a heavy, uh, or different Scott Thompson. I don't know. I don't know how many Scott oh. Thompsons are out there. Now we're gonna have to look it up too. Excuse us, listeners, as we pause for a fast times at Ridgemont High break. Thank God for truncate silence. So you got Vincent Chiavelli, Forrest Whitaker, and Eric Stoltz. Wow. Nicholas Cage. Anthony Edwards. A lot of big names in this movie. Oh, no, that is not that Scott Thompson. I'm thinking of a different... Oh, Taylor Negron is in that, too. He's a good bit bit actor. A little bit part there. Didn't he fight Spider-Man? Taylor Negron? Him and the Lizard teamed up. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. That was Stegron. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. What? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Okay, so back 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 to our back to our regularly scheduled episode. Uh, stop me, Pog! Take my hand! I'm falling down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Get me out of here! All right, I just gotta close that page. Close it. And close no, it wait, now. Wait, wait! Step away from the browser. <laughs> okay, all right. I close the page up. Back back to the book. Whew. Oh man, I almost fell in. I'm falling, and I'm in the pool. You know the mix, mix, mix saying or mixed metaphor. So anyway, our cover, yeah. And as he's uh, 
climbing out of the pool, it's the, the pool is just demolished and crushed, and it's really detailed. I mean, this is a lot of detail for just the uh, for just the cover. You know, it's almost like this should have been like in the book. I mean, it's in a book, but the scene doesn't happen all at the same time in a book. I, I think, you know what, I'm looking at that as being a, a case of never being happy. <laughs> if it was in the book, then we'd be saying, look at the cover, it doesn't have anything that's in the book. Yeah, I know, yeah. Picky, picky, picky. No matter what we, no matter what we choose to do. So hard to please. So, anyway, let's go on to the synopsis. Synopsis? Synopsis? The stuff. The meat of the story. <clears throat> synopsis for oh the name of our story is finale as in the end even this is the end my, my only friend. friend the end that should be like a frank sinatra should have sung that like a upbeat version hey this is the end well he's got it now the end is near you know i wonder if uh what is the uh richard cheese has ever done the end you know he does the Las Vegas lounge singer songs, which I love, which I gotta find my discs now so I can play them while I'm going to work. Anyway, 20 miles out from shore in the Pacific Ocean, Tiger emerges from the surface holding the unconscious shroud of Float. She uses his emer- she uses her emergency signal beacon to call for help. She remembers being thrown through the air with the greatest of ease by Graviton along with the shroud and the blank who is nowhere to be seen. Just as the shroud begins to regain consciousness, Iron Man appears to rescue them, having heard their signal. Back at the Avengers compound, Tigra relays the story of what happened to the others. She is worried about Wonder Man, whom nobody has heard from since the attack. Iron Man, is who is tired of waiting and wants to attack Graviton, heads on. Hawkeye reminds him that Graviton... What one wants to attack Graviton head on. Well, I just butchered that sentence. Hawkeye reminds him that Graviton is one of the most powerful supervillains the Avengers have ever faced, and that Iron Man should know that as he was there during their initial battle years ago. Iron Man decides it's time to tell the truth to the others. Will the real Iron Man please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. Removing his helmet to reveal to them his true face, Jim Rhodes. Hawkeye is shocked and angered, unable to believe that they've been working with an amateur. Rhodes strikes back at the remark, reminding... So I don't, did they know that... They didn't know that Stark was... Uh, they didn't know that Stark was... They didn't did they? know... I don't think they but knew some of them, who I think was. some of them knew. I think Thor, some of Thor them knew. definitely knew. Mm-hmm. Thor and, and uh, Iron Man had shared their uh, secret identities early on. Boom, 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 boom. Was there a joke implied there? Oh. Rhodes, the roadie, strike back. <laughs> See what I did there? Strikes back at the remark, reminding Hawkeye of how he helped them escape on Battleworld when the Molecule Man dropped an entire mountain on top of them. Hawkeye backs down and remembering how much of a hothead he used to be uh, be to Captain America when he first joined the Avengers, which, hey, hey how little uh, uh, serendipity there. We've covered that not too, not too far back, some of those on the show he realizes he was out of line and apologizes i apologize the team then puts their heads together to come up with a plan to (laughs) my mouse was covering that it looked like planto looked like one word a plan to rescue wonder man and defeat graviton later at graviton santa monica retreat (laughs) he is paid a surprise visit by the notorious madam mask head of the magia Crime family. Is it Magia or Magia? 
You say Magia, I say Magia. I always thought Magia because it's supposed to be a take on Mafia. Mafia. Yeah, but I don't know how the A plays into it. I mean, Mafia, Mafia? Mafia. I guess I'm saying, well, you know, I guess it's a pronunciation thing. Because I guess if I'm from, uh, what, would it be the Midwest? Mafia. Or yeah, a couple of mafia guys. Mafia, Magia, Magia. Yeah, head of the big crime family. <laughs> she tells Graviton that she had heard that he was looking to consolidate the Southern California gangs and is interested in hearing more. Tell me more. Would you like to know more? When she informs him of her worries with the Avengers moving into the West Coast, he laughs at her and shows her an example of what he can do to the Avengers. Wonder Man, who lies unconscious at the bottom of his pool. Although Graviton thinks he's actually dead, but we'll discuss that. Or assumes he's dead, but isn't quite sure. Graviton notices a look of shock on on Mask's bodyguard face upon seeing Wonder Man, and she strikes him, threatening to have him join Wonder Man at the bottom of the pool. Just then, they are attacked by Iron Man from above. Within seconds, Graviton acts, taking control of Iron Man with his gravity power and disabling the Avengers. Inside, Bobby, who who was masquerading as a bartender, sneaks away and slips into her costume as Mockingbird. She contacts Hawkeye by radio, putting the second phase of their plan into operation. As Graviton brings Iron Man to his knees, unknown to him, Wonder Man has regained consciousness at the bottom of the pool. Mockingbird and Hawkeye join the fight, keeping Graviton distracted enough to allow him to slip, releasing Wonder Man. The entire pool collapses as Simon breaks free, which is pretty cool because he crunches it with his fingers and then slowly breaks his way out. He climbs out of the water, just in time to deliver a well-timed punch to Graviton, forcing him to bring down his gravity force shield. Iron Man swoops in and grabs Madame Mask, flying off with her. Graviton pursues Iron Man, but the Avenger has set a trap. It's a trap. Thank you. Hooking his armor directly into the power line for the southwestern grid. Uh, what is that? Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a county lineman. I work for the county. I'm a lineman for the county. He fires an incredibly powerful repulsive blast directly at Graviton and his force shield. The immense power disables both Graviton and Iron Man. Hmm. Madam Mask rushes up to Graviton, laying a tight-fisted punch across his across the villain's jaw. Oh, I'll give you such a pinch! Pulling off her mask, she reveals herself to be Tigra in disguise. Tigra in disguise. <laughs> That's what she wants. Having used her amulet to give the illusion of Madam Mask. With the West Coast Avengers back together again, they attack Graviton as a team. He finds him, he finds himself to be overwhelmed and his disabled and it wow, wow, that's a bad though. And is somebody put an H there. And is disabled and knocked unconscious by Hawkeye's tranquilizer gas arrows. The police arrive to haul away the defeated Graviton, and the news cameras capture the results of the new Avengers' first victory as a team. Yay! The next day, the Avengers sit around the pool at their compound while Simon Williams gets out of the pool. Watching the news story while finally having the barbecue that Hawkeye promised. Tiger tells Simon 
that when she saw him at the bottom of Graviton's pool, she was so terrified for him. He reassures her that ever since he rose from the dead those years ago, he hasn't needed things like, oh, uh, food, water, air, or sex. Wait, what? Then I receive a call from the Vision on the East Coast congratulating the team on a job well done. With all doubts now gone, the West Coast Avengers are ready to stand among the best. Their saga is just beginning. Dun, dun, dun. And in a quick and a quicker synopsis right at the bottom of this, it says, Will the team stick together or will it break up? Or will Graviton destroy them before the super vil- superheroes even have a chance to decide? Oh, well, I guess that's a, uh, a teaser. Mm. Teasing. Yes. Notes. The West Coast Avengers appear next in Avengers Volume 1, 250. Was that the one with the... uh, That is not the one I think I'm thinking of. I think I'm thinking like maybe Thor 250 or Avengers 249, 248. With the whole when New York was thrown back into like the Hiberian Age. With everybody who had a... It was like a Conan world. When the wizard too long goth, too much goth. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, this is James Rhodes first reveals to his teammates. He's replaced Iron Man and da, 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 da. oh yeah, and then we have the uh, trivia. Iron Man mentions his time on Battleworld, which we'll discuss as we go. And so let's jump into the book. Although we'd probably rip it up if we jumped on it. The book. I've, I've lost All the right. book. Where's, there it is. Okay. Let's see. Okay, so we already talked about the cover, so we'll jump right in, I guess, to the story itself. Mm-hmm. So the splash page. Oh my God! Is like Phoebe Cates coming out of the water. <laughs> I, I I think you're, you're you're becoming a little obsessed. So the, the splash. What? I don't know what the splash page shows. The only thing about this that that a little inconsistency to me is we have a small smallish shot of kind of a night sky on the water with a bird flying above it. And then we have Tigra bursting out in the much bigger shot, uh, you know, holding onto the shroud to, to you know, save him because he's unconscious. Uh, but it looks to be bright daylight when she's jumping out. Yeah, that is weird. I mean, you know, I was trying to think of a reason. Oh, like, well, maybe they did it. For- no, that doesn't make it. Well, maybe. No, no. Yeah, it's. They could have just as and it, and she would have actually stuck out better, um, you know, because you say, oh, well, they're trying to show the contrast. No, nah, she would have been contrasted just as well with a dark background. The shroud wouldn't have though. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but they've got all the. Well, that doesn't matter because look at the next page. Yeah, in the next page we go to, to dark again. So yeah. uh, I, I I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's a minor nitpick, but it's it's something. I think you could have gone with the. You see, if you go to page two. There's the shot where they're falling into the water down bottom right hand, left hand corner. Yeah, and the sky's uh, kind of zip tone gray. Yeah, I think you could have gone with that and still had every bit as good a contrast. In fact, it might I think it might have looked sharper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that said, uh, and I'm going to start right out here. I've never been much of a fan of Bob Hall. I've always thought his work looked a little I don't run of the mill pedestrian, whatever word you want to choose for it. Um, in this, he's credited with breakdowns. And I think Breakdowns. There, oh, there's some inconsistency to the art, and we'll point that out as we get to them. But I think overall, the artwork in this book is better than what I'm used to from uh, Bob Hall. So I have to credit Brett Breeding and Peter Berardi. And uh, I'm not familiar with Peter Berardi. I 
did a quick search and I wasn't really able to find anything on him. So I'm not sure, uh, you know, how much work he's done or, or what the quality of his work was in general. Prep reading, I'm somewhat familiar with, and I think, you know, he's got a good reputation and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, his, his work is 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 well, you know, was... decent quality. And I think that's what's bringing the breakdowns of Bob Hall up. I think if Bob Hall had done full pencils, the artwork probably would not look as good as with rep reading doing the inking. Well, when I was skimming through, and some of the some of the closer shots of um, like when Hawkeye and Iron Man are discussing, although in one panel he's got like a weird Marty Feldman googly eye, um, but I was like, did Bob Layton do this? Yeah, there there were points. Uh, <laughs> and then I had and, to go back. I'm like, oh no, it's Bob Hall. Okay, it's not Bob Layton. Yeah, I'm, I'm not was, I'm not used to to thinking this highly of Bob of a Bob Hall book. But again, I think he did breakdowns, so basically, you know, he did layouts. Right. So all the finer points in it are, are Brett Breeding and Peter Berardi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on to page two, she uses her signal, whatever it is. I don't know where she keeps that when she's not using it. Um, she has she has uh, an exceptionally skimpy outfit since she basically wears a bikini. Uh, it's probably strapped on in the back. We don't see it. Yeah, okay, we'll just go with that. Uh so we have, you know, a flashback to the battle that went on when Graviton threw them out to sea. Uh, and Graviton's an especially powerful character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get him mixed up with uh, Count Nefaria. Yep, yep, because they both have that. They both have <laughs> dark. Be- they they both have beards. They have dark hair, and they got a gray streak in their hair. And yeah, yeah. I think even the, their supervillain costumes are not entirely dissimilar. Nah, I don't know about that. Well, they got capes, but the color scheme is different. Yeah, it's different because Gravit- I mean, uh, Count Nefari, I guess, has the yellow and well, he's got the yellow. Uh, how he's, far he's yellow, blue, watch- and white, I think. How far did you watch in uh, Agents of Shield? The, uh, I don't recall. Sh- he did. He did appear in it at some point. Well, I mean, did you did you watch like the season before the last one? No. All right. Yeah, because they actually pull off that suit. Or actually, no, it was last season too. I think. I have to say, I enjoy when they uh, when they can, you know, do a little bit more. It's a different character. It's not the same character. Well, he looks the same, but it's a different. It's not uh, this. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. His actual name. It is not this character, but it, they make him look the same, and there's a story explanation for it. So anyway, that's a, that's a side note. So yeah, yeah, we see the blank, or do we see the blank? Can you really see the blank? Because <laughs> he's blank, so how could you see him? That's but true. Good point. But he, sta- he stands out as, like, shouldn't you, uh, I don't know. He's just, he's weird because he's like, uh, he's not see-through. He's just a guy like he's wearing uh, just a gray, like, motion capture suit or, or like, uh, like, a, like a green screen, but it's a gray screen suit. Like, like a predator. <laughs> You're ugly. Uh, let's move on. It's a family-friendly show. <laughs> so Iron Man comes out, you know, heeding the call and rescues uh, Tigra. I'm sure they didn't make more of the uh, the fact that, you know, Tigra's a cat and cats don't like being in the water. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so when he's got the spotlight on them in, in the water. It's the happy face spotlight? Oh, okay, you got that too. All right, I thought you were going to say I'm crazy. You, well, you are, but 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 I see what you, I see the smiley face in there, and I I I, I suspect it's intentional. Because I'm like, 
Wait a minute, that's a smiley face. So if you're not looking at the picture, the spotlight shines down the water, creating a circle with Tiger and the shroud in it. And the shrouds, uh, like his feet or his knees are up, and that would be the eyes of the smiley face. And then they just kind of created some waves that is in the shape of a smile right under it. Oh, it almost looks like the smiley face is going to have to eat the shroud and Tiger. Maybe, so, perhaps he is. It's, it's, it's rather weird, but it, interesting. Very interesting. So how exactly is Iron Man flying? I mean, I guess he's using his repulsors, but he's just kind of like, he's hovering. Yeah, it looks like he's using some sort of like gravity negator when he's above them. Wouldn't that come in handy when fighting, oh, I don't know, Graviton? (laughs) You would think. (laughs) He's got a gravity negator. When he's he's actually got them out of the water and he's flying, he looks like he's using his repulsor. But when he's... Above them, you know, with the spotlight on them, it looks like he's just kind of floating in the air. Yeah, they sh- they should have made him stand, and it would have been a little more probably wouldn't have noticed it as much. You could have had him standing above the water, and then have the water underneath him kind of parting a right. little bit to show that there's something coming, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of some sort of force coming out of his feet to kind of hold him in that position. But we don't. I know. Picky, picky, picky. I, I like when they they get back to the Avengers compound. I like the fact that the tiger's got the towels around her and has the you know the stereotypical towel wrapped around her head <laughs> that people with long hair use when they come out of the shower. Uh, my wife does. As does my daughter. My wife has to wear use two towels. Yes. It's a two towel minimum. And yeah, two towels every shower, right? Yep. Yep. That's that's, that's an extra two towels every week, whether you like it or not. <laughs> so. Iron Man is starting to like mouth off that he wants to attack right away, and you know what are they doing? They're sitting around. And he, he smashes a countertop. Yeah, but no, that wasn't very nice of him. It's like, hey man, it comes out of our budget. What are you doing? And if I were Tony Stark, I would have to pay for that, but I'm not. But I'm so. not. <laughs> and he smash, reveals smash, smash. his secret identity of Rhodey. All right, did we get a change there? So, all right, so when just as Rhodey takes off his helmet. I think we've got a change in the anchor. Somebody swapped off either Breeding or Berardi took took over. Because those next, like some of those panels seem really detailed. Or is it just because it's a close-up of the face? Because going down, like through the rest of this discussion almost, until we get back to the cocktail party, it seems like the detail level, except for maybe the last two panels, seems like the detail level went way up. Like somebody was really on their A-game. Or trying to be, yes, no. Um, this is, I mean, we're getting into like where it look, it's looking a little Bob Layton-ish. Right, right. Um, but it's it's interesting though because you know we got the panel where you know the long shot of them all talking and you see some, not especially detailed but detailed enough tech in the background. Then you have a close up on the Iron Man helmet where you don't even see his entire. The entire helmet you see kind of from the top of his head down to about where the nose would be if there was a nose on the mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's got kind of a zipper tone up and down background on it. But we get to the to the last panel and it's a close-up of Hawkeye and Mockingbird and there's no background whatsoever, just stark white. And right. the, the panel doesn't even have a border on it above where you see the two of them, no. which is kind of an interesting thing, but I think it, I think it's effective the way it does it. I don't think, you know, sometimes we've criticized when there's no background, 
Uh, and I, I think the criticism is well taken most of the time. But in this instance, I think we're looking at something where they want you to really focus on, on the faces. Yeah, except Google, Hawkeye's got the Google eye. <laughs> well, he's supposed to be like shocked because he just ah. Rhodey just took off the helmet to reveal himself in his dialogue. There says, "You mean to tell me that all this time we've been working with an amateur Iron Man?" Which is, you know, a little dismissive of of. Rhodey, after you know the the fact that they have been working together for a while, and Rhodey calls mm-hmm. him on it, and uh, yeah, he says, "I'm not the original Iron Man. I replaced him a few months back when he became incapacitated." So he doesn't tell him it's Stark. He just says, "I'm not the original." Yeah, but well, it, well, you know, Haw- Hawkeye shouldn't be making the assumption that he's an amateur, and that's what Rhodey brings up. He's like, "Hey, I'm the one that saved us when the mountain was dropped on us." Yeah, the exactly. Molecule Man Mountain. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's that's exactly the uh, the point he's making. I mean, some of the backgrounds aren't that detailed here. And then, then we get a flashback where Hawkeye's pointing the cap, you know. Uh, Captain America, big deal. I'll be in charge of this team someday, Methuselah. Then you'll really see some avenging. But again, I think we're, we're looking at what looks to be similar to what Bob Layton would give us at this point. So I think I, I think the work is being influenced by that look as being like kind of the you know the best iron man look that you're going to get so they they you know hawkeye remembering uh you know his his battles with cap when he was immature and kind of understands that you know he's got to be a little cooler now that he's leading them so he uh he kind of backs off a little bit and uh decides okay let's let's formulate a plan here right did did you notice um so the one where they're uh Hawkeye and um, Brody are talking, and Tiger is taking. She's ta- taking her towels off, and she's drying her hair on one side. Do you notice that Bobby's in a reflection off of a piece of equipment? On yes, the left? I did notice that, and, and I had to look at that carefully because I was like, is she standing like behind something? Like behind a piece of glass, her? but that would make sense because the way it's angled, she'd be like, she'd be her top of her head would come the Hawkeye's like uh, almost to the top of his shoulder. I'm like, no, nah, that's not the right height. Yeah, I, I think like, that's a pretty cool touch. So she's kind of behind. She's like a little. She's. I think she's basically almost in the reader's position, and she's reflecting. Kind of because when you look at the next panel, in relationship to where the drawing is in the previous one, it almost matches up with his the way where he's standing. Kind of, you, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he probably turned and now he's facing her, which would match up with where the reflection is on the piece of. Uh, equipment it's like a glass screen or a highly polished piece of metal i mean they didn't have to even put that in there no they did they definitely did not i mean this could have just as easily just been a piece of shiny metal or just nothing but like they went out of their way to show to do that and that that's like almost uh like a cinematic quality to it yeah i definitely i like that that you know just the fact that it made me stop to look more carefully, but then when I looked more carefully, it made total sense. I like that a lot. Well, I had to stop to look more carefully at the object on the right, too, but that's... Uh, just Moving right along. We'll just keep moving right by that thought. Where does she keep that communicator? Don't, don't ask. <laughs> Maybe she has pockets in her fur. So then we cut from the scene where they start to make their plan to Graviton's Santa Monica retreat. And you got Body House. You got two women sitting there talking at the bar and there's a female bartender serving them. Uh, 
the first shot of the two of them sitting at the bar, the woman with the black hair, is she uh, is she supposed to is she supposed to look like Cher? Oh well, yeah, I was gonna well, yeah, not I was thinking like Gilda Radner, <laughs> which you know Rosanna Dana Dana. I think this supposed to be more glamorous than Rosanna Dana Dana. Oh come on, there's nothing wrong with Gilda Radner. She was a lovely woman. She, she was a lovely woman, but she wasn't particularly glamorous, I don't think. Oh, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I, I did not think of Cher, and I guess that would be more in line with the times. So who would the blonde be? But uh, I don't know. I don't know about the blonde. Lonnie Anderson, maybe? With that uh, hair? Hmm. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not seeing Lonnie Anderson, but I'm not sure exactly who I'm seeing there. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. Like I thought, you know, for a second I thought Farrah Fawcett, but no. Too blonde. It's like a platinum bleach blonde. Yeah. So then there's some sort of noise going on, and uh, we get Dum Dum Dugan the gangster without the must with the shaved mustache, <laughs> and he's at least presumably uh, confronted by Madame Mask and her uh, her bodyguard. And they uh, they come in demanding an audience with Graviton. And this just confused me even more with my confusion between Graviton and Count Nefaria, because Count Nefaria is Madame Mask's father. Oh, yeah. Ah. So it just I, my, my head was spinning at this point. Ah, wow. What's going on? I'm confused. So we, we you know she, she demands an audience with him. We cut to him. He's he's sitting in a chair with his feet up. And, uh, oh, that, Graviton we, is Franklin Hall. Yes. Sorry. The uh, the bar barmaid is uh, serving him more champagne as we uh, you know as 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 he's approached and he uh, he mm, welcomes Madame Mask in. Will that become a plot point? Uh, mm. I was trying to be subtle. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I I totally missed it. I mean, the first time around, I was like, what? So he 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 grants her an audience and he's bragging about his you know what he's done. Be- and and he shows he takes her out to the pool where you see he's got Wonder Man who he says is now deceased uh, down at the bottom of the pool being held there by the gravity and uh, he says the late Simon Williams perhaps better known to you as Wonder Man his strength was quite remarkable but no match for my localized gravity fields it was a simple matter to hold him to the bottom of the pool since he until he ran out of air. Mm. He's been like that for hours now, but I think I'll keep him there at least until after dawn. It's rumored that Wonder Man came back from the dead once before. And then we've got a shot. You're viewing from like you if you were laying on the bottom of the pool with Wonder Man looking up out of the water, uh, seeing Gra- uh, Graviton, Madame Mask, and the bodyguard looking down. And then they cut to a close-up of the bodyguard, and he's just shocked. He's like, ah. And that's when he gets the smackdown. By MetaMask, because he should, he should be a professional. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I'm sorry, Big M. Uh, that right there should have earned him another beating. Even Big M. <laughs> yeah, there is a little there is a little weird to have the Big M thing, but mm-hmm. anyway. So we we uh, you know she gives, she gives him the smack, and then uh, uh, you know Iron Man comes in and starts the attack on the uh, on the pool. Crush, crush, crush. I guess he's just firing wildly at that point. Yeah, yeah, you know, you'd think Iron Man would have better aim. Hmm. Hmm. And, and I, I like the fact that you know, and once again, maybe a plot point, but the the bodyguard uh, is is you know, Big M, help! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So Graviton starts to... Uh, yes, because he gets knocked off into the bushes. And, and, and Iron Man you know, continues the attack, and Graviton uh, uses his, his, his gravity powers to bring down Iron Man. His, his, his armor may be a miracle of technology, but it is powerless against intensified gravity! And then, but I but Iron Man is you, still I resisting. Un, uh, I don't think you understand the gravity of your situation. <laughs> so now, while this is going on, we get you know a first close up of Wonder Man in the pool, and you just see but his wait, hands wait, start to move wait, a little. But, Go ahead. But you missed the two. But you missed the sound effects of Iron Man bouncing off the trees in the house. Wong Katang. Wong Katang. Is that like the Wu Tang group? <laughs> the Wong Katang clan. Okay, yes. yeah, I even said it wrong. Yeah, and then when he hits the ground, he gives a croon. What? I missed a croon? On the next page. Oh, I didn't get a croon out of you. And now now we see the, the plot all, you know, the plan all coming to fruition because the barmaid who is serving him the champagne is changing into her outfit as Mockingbird. Aha. And, yeah, and, and as we're and doing like, it, we see a panel at the, there's one, two, there's seven panels on this grid. The first panel shows Wonder Man under the water moving slightly. And then the last panel on the page shows his hand you know, digging into the ground of the pool. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. slowly going. And that is the cinematic thing that you're talking about. And I think it is cinematic because if we were doing this, if we were filming this live and you were doing a cut from that to that to that, it would definitely have a cinematic feel. And that's the way they're presenting it. Right. But but in my head, I, I guess I was playing it back in my head like it was a movie because I was only remembering, like in my mind, that was, and that was my falsehood. I thought it was like full page shots but maybe i'm thinking and if this was a modern day comic it probably would be you know of him doing doing the breakout we would go from page then this whole this whole battle would have taken three issues at that rate you know with setting up all the subplots and everything yeah well it would (laughs) but it's you know i i i definitely i agree with your initial thought that it is cinematic in the way it's presented so, you know, he's Iron Man is slowly but surely just keeps approaching him despite his efforts to uh Graviton's to crush a little him. lightheaded. Hmm. Could it be that champagne he was drinking? Mm-hmm. I like the way they show the fight with Gravitons with the way they're showing his gravity stuff. Like in like in waves kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean you can't really I'm trying to think of how they did it uh, on Agents of Shield. But but this is pretty good because it's not just like a solid blast of energy like you see a lot of times. It's like this little broken up pieces of pieces of force, not energy, force, invisible force that's being given a visible spectrum to it. Which you know, gravity is invisible, but this you could see like it would be like a ripple effect in the air. Probably would be about the closest thing. Give those people the air. <laughs> Oh, and Hawkeye rides in on his sky cycle and gets knocked into the bushes. Hmm. Hmm. Like a chump. Right next to uh, the bodyguard. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. He turns into, what was that, from Blossom, that guy? Jo- jo- uh, Joey Lawrence. Yeah, wasn't that his Whoa. tagline? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And then, then we have another at the bottom. Now, what do we have here? Three, four, five, six panels on this page. And the bottom one is is one you know the the entire width of the page, and it shows uh, Wonder Man's hand digging even deeper into the pool just after the uh, usurping of Hawkeye's uh, ride. Mm-hmm. And then we cut cut to the next page. Uh, you know, Iron Man is pressing the attack 
you know there there is a gravity force bubble around them protecting them but uh you know he's he's keeping graviton busy meanwhile we see that the hawkeye who was on the whatever that ride is the the air cycle uh is actually a dummy in a hawkeye suit and really they had to have a dummy with a stitched face like they used a <laughs> they had to make it very clear that it was a dummy <laughs> this is a dummy <laughs> well if you didn't i you know what otherwise you might make a mistake you might be like well yeah, who like, who was wearing the hawkeye stealing? suit yeah. yeah. So, you know, Hawkeye, it turns out, is the guy who was disguised as the bodyguard, and he grabs mm-hmm. the uh, he, he grabs the Hawkeye gear. Now, why couldn't you have put the dummy Hawkeye on the air cycle and, meanwhile, still have the... Well, I guess you had to bring in the equipment because he was pretending to be a bodyguard, and oh, yeah, he couldn't yeah, have been carrying like, it. You know, if he had been searched, I mean... You yeah, know. so, okay, yeah, so that, my, that makes uh, sense. This is my... Uh, you know, Archer bodyguard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes total sense. Okay. Uh, and then we have three panels which showing Wonder Man struggling, and then the pool collapses in on itself. And okay. even, Oosh. But even with the pool collapsing in on itself, and I like this because I think, like, if he just burst out now, that would have been a something I would have nitpicked. But instead, he still has to slowly drag himself out of the pool because he's still got the effects of gravity holding him down. Well, yeah, which, and he's been underwater for... God knows how long and yeah, hours at least. Mm-hmm. But you know he he's you know Graviton is distracted. His his efforts to hold him down probably aren't as focused as they should be. But he's still got that going on. So the fact that Wonder Man has to slowly come up to punch Graviton, I think, makes a lot of sense. And I like the way it's drawn. And I, again, I'm sticking with the fact that this is cinematic, and I think it was really well done. Yeah, because it's like a four-page thing where he, he one hand comes up, he pulls himself up. Raises his hand. Bash! It's nice. So Graviton decides to uh, make like a leaf and get out of there. <laughs> and But he's flying like a ruptured duck, according to Wonder Man. <laughs> well, that's not funny. I mean, that would be a pretty messed up duck. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, a duck would be probably screaming in agony. <laughs> so he says, uh, we get a close-up of, of the ruptured duck, and he says, head feels numb, but rush of air seems to help. Must rescue Madame Mask. Now, i got to back up to a second, when I, because I, Iron Man had swooped in and t- taken Ma- Madame Mask away. But for some reason, when I, as I flip, like, red past that panel, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, okay. I read the You're Coming With Me mask. For some reason, I read that as You're Coming With Me a-hole. Just at a quick glance, like, going by it, when I had to stop. Wait, what? Go back? Okay. You're coming with me, a a hole. Not, I mean, but I read it as the whole word. It's like what? Oh, he said mask. I mean, the letters don't even match up. I don't know why that popped into my head. Maybe because I'm just a coarse, terrible person. You are. So, uh, Graviton, uh, or he um, finds Madame Mask. Uh, well, actually, they they uh, they she lures him because he hears a scream, and and. Uh, She's like, Graviton, thank heavens you've come. Where's Iron Man? And you hear, right behind you. And you see Madame Mask turns around and runs into the bushes. And Iron Man's all juiced up and wired up to the uh, to the to the power station. Doom, 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 doom. Some like get hot. Oh, wait, not that power station. Yeah, I thought you were doing Terminator music for a second. <laughs> so, uh, and we get another, uh, oh, we get a Wrath of Khan, uh, Buried you know, alive. Where are you alive? Alive. He's tearing up the dirt around him. He's going to bury Iron Man, but Iron Man is blasting the dirt. Nice shots here. Yeah, with, definitely. 
not not only just breaking up the chunks of dirt, but it's like fine particulate dirt matter in the air, which you would see. You, you would figure if you're pulverizing something with energy, A, it's going to destroy a lot out of it, but it's going to leave like this lingering dust cloud in the air. It's not, you know, I've, I've done construction. I've seen things fall and, and busted through walls. And it's not just a couple pieces of rock fall out. There's all this crap in the air. So there'd be dust in the wind. Yeah. Yes. So uh, while Iron Man's blasting, blasting away, uh, he's also melting down the um, cables that he's hooked to, which is a nice touch. So uh, it burns through and, like, blows up. Um, he gives, like, one last good push, knocks Graviton down, and um, also blows up what he's hooked to. So they both get blown down. Well, blow me down. So uh, Madame Mass comes up and uh, says, you're right, and punches him in the face. <laughs> what? Because it's been Tigra all along. Why she's that? got an image inducer. Aha. Why, that little minx. Where did she keep that? Or is she a manx? Isn't that a... Uh... No, a minx. Isn't that a... Isn't that a cat? Well, there's a lynx. And there's a I don't manx. know. I'm not a cat expert. What do I know? A manx. Yeah, yeah. A manx. That's a cat with no tail, isn't it? I think so. Ooh, that would hurt. She's, had, she's been portrayed with and without a tail over the years. <clears throat> well, right now she has no tail, but that's probably because it's underneath her dress. Could be. Could be. You know what? I don't. Hold on. I'm going to go back and scan. I don't think they show her with the tail in here at all. Anywhere. I'm not sure if at this point in her history, if she had a tail. I don't know. I see no tail. Turn tail and run. Anytime we do a joke, a bad joke, we're gonna do that. No, not every time. It's the it's the the new thing. Aren't you listeners lucky? (laughs) Click. What? Where'd everybody go? I was gonna make espresso. So everybody is pile on graviton, and uh, they are trying to get in and give him a beating. <clears throat> which again it's a nice thing he p- throws up his little gravity shield a thum 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 they're all bouncing off of it and they're getting nowhere um uh but uh he's like drugged i feel like i'm drugged yes that's it they must have drugged me somehow but i beat them back anyway have to get my head clear get my shields back up for oh no gas <laughs> <laughs> well he doesn't say that but you know and uh Ma Mockingbird says, mighty fine gas barrage, lover. Now, is that something they say, like, you know, if somebody's Dutch oven them, you know? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm thinking no. <laughs> I have to try that with my wife. Mighty fine gas barrage, lover. What? Get out of bed, you stinky. If anybody doesn't know what a Dutch oven is, yeah, go look it up. It's not something you cook tulips in. So, uh, you know... And you know what? He actually uses his head because he sinks the gas to his feet. So you know what? If he hadn't already been drugged, this gas wouldn't have worked. Well, and and that's one of the things I like about this, that their plan kind of had its phases to it, and it made sense. Now, the only thing about it that I guess could be problematic is if any one portion of their plan hadn't worked out, they would have failed miserably. Mm-hmm. So that that's the only, I guess, negative that I can kind of impart upon this. Yeah, and he falls to the ground like me on a drunken stupor when I was back in the Navy. You hear me? I, I'm Grava, Graviton Thwad. Down goes Graviton. Down goes Bill. Not saying I used to drink a lot, but maybe. I have woken up in some place I did not go to sleep. 
And upon the moment of their victory, the news and the police come then. Yes, the police come and they throw Graviton, a bunch of cowboys throw Graviton in the back of a, car, of, of a semi. I'm assuming those are the local authorities, or it's a two-gun kid, uh, uh, you know, cosplay, cosplay team. Yeah, I'm sure that. <laughs> Look at that helicopter. How old is that helicopter? Do they even have helicopters like that in the 80s? <laughs> you know what? I'm not. I'm not up enough on. Well, you know what? That now that I think of, of current news coppers, co- coppers, news choppers, they. I guess they. All do. right, copper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, yeah, you can never take graviton alive. See, Edward G. Robinson should have been graviton. <laughs> you never take me alive, see? Yeah, yeah. All right, enough of graviton. Hey, and they've got a widescreen TV. Look at that. Look at that. Before they were even around. Yeah, I was looking at that. I, I, I really like that shot because you got Hawkeye where, you know, doing the barbecuing. Yes, barbecuing. Uh, you sure it's not he's, a rub? He's, he's, he's got the apron on. Uh, they got the big TV. They're all kind of hanging out. It, it, it's, it's like a scene that would make sense. That okay. this is the way they would tell. Except, like, would Rhodey actually wear the armor for just hanging out? I know, you got to be ready. Would Hawkeye wear his uniform just for hanging out? Would Mockingbird wear her uniform just for hanging out? Like, Tiger, I could see, would wear the bikini all the time. Wonder Man, you know, the, the safari jacket's kind of his thing. But the actual costumes and armor, like, would, I mean, you don't wear them 24-7, do you? I would think not. But, you know, one thing i got to point out about that TV... So, well, you got to remember this is before the age of flat screen, so that would be a tube TV of some sort. Okay, but does it does does it have to have giant buttons the size of your hand on the side of it? Yes, it does. <laughs> Look at, I mean, like you'd have to like push your whole. Oh, I got to change the channel. Like, you put your hand up there. There used <clears> to be <throat> there used to be a TV show uh, Sunday nights at like eleven o'clock. They they'd have like these sports recap shows for the week sports. And it was George Michael, not the singer. It was a different George Michael, but it was George Michael's and sports machine. So he, when he went to a clip, he would have this giant button he would press. And he'd say, okay, let's go to the clip. And he'd press the button and then he'd show the clip. <laughs> and I thought, really? Is that really working the clip? Or is that so, just so stupid? And that's what it feels like with these giant buttons. Oh, that's right. Then he actually manipulates those buttons. He puts a tape in. Hawkeye puts a tape in from the vision. Now here the art kind of breaks down that's like this is somebody else doing this because they don't look as detailed it looks like somebody smashed mockingbird in the face when uh hawkeye's sho- shoveling food in his mouth risks are part of the job it's like did you some and it's inconsistent because then two panels later she's got her mask back on did she just take her mask off to eat or or, or I, I don't know yeah and and the the artwork on this page is more of what I would expect from a Bob Paul book, to be honest with you. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have that sharp look that that we've had up to this no. point. But then the last, but then page, the last page, actually, the, exact- the first two panels of the last page, I, I'm not sure. The jury's a little bit bit out on them, but the very last panel, to me, it, it almost screams Bob Layton's look. Yeah. Yep. And basically, it, you know, it's just them all coming to grips with what they are, uh, that they're, you know, they're basically the West Coast Avengers. And it says the saga of the West Coast Avengers is just beginning. For their further adventures, see Avengers 250 on sale in two weeks. So this was a mini-series, I guess, Mm -hmm. testing it out, seeing if there was an audience for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And And um, they found an audience, I think. It took off. It had at least, uh, what, 102 
issues, if I remember correctly. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, oh, the cat's in here. And then that actually, I got think, more the, <laughs> the cat got out of the oven. That's not a very happy metaphor. Uh, yeah, but then West Coast Avengers, if I remember correctly, didn't it morph into Force Works? Yes. Which had a very short run. It was only... 20-something issues, I think. Something like that, yeah. Not very long at all. So so that is our coverage. Uh, I guess let's... Uh, shall we rate this? Sure. All right, the cover The cover is an A. Uh, this is awesome. A for awesome. I got no qualms with the cover. It's got action. It's like, ooh... I think I remember this is the though the cover I remember the most. I'm gonna take a quick glance at the other covers. Like three, yeah, three was pretty good too. Three had graviton like making a giant swirly swoo like the tidy bowl man, and they're, they're all like being tossed around like dolls. And uh, you know, uh, actually Hawkeye's arrows come out and they're being swirled around too in the um, the little ma- maelstrom that he creates. So that's a good cover too. The second issue had the oh the second one is very iconic because it's got the black background they're all rushing forward um, and the blank is there do you remember that cover yes yes I, I do. think that's an iconic cover too and the first issue was oh uh, you know what I do remember all these it was when they were forming the team it's like who will be and they got all the floating heads in the background and Hawkeye standing right in the center. And all the heads are like all over around in with, with a white background. Not as good as the second, not as good as two, three, and four covers, but not you know, it was iconic. It was good. But back to this cover, um, yeah, a. All right, I'm gonna say I like this cover a lot, uh, but I'm gonna say it doesn't, like you said, doesn't quite hit the iconic. I'm gonna say a B plus. Wow, oh, boo hiss. Oh, you know what I miss. That's on this cover is the John Byrne heads in the cover box when because this was back when he was doing his takes on the characters were basically in the upper left hand corner box. Uh-huh. So that's always nice to see again. Uh, interior art, mm, some really good shots. Overall, the the flow of it is good. Um, the art kind of f- falters a few places, but I'm still gonna give it like a uh, a B minus. Well, <clears throat> yeah, especially the Wonder Man stuff. It's like, you know, the way that's played out. So, mm, ah, no, I'm going to raise it to B plus for the art. Uh, I'm going to just keep staying one level below you. I'm going to say a B. No, you know what? I'm going to stay with you on that. I'm going to say a B plus. I think it almost has the makings of an A, except for some of the little inconsistencies, and that brings it to B plus. Mm. Uh, the story, uh, you know, I mean, you know, it's one of those convoluted plans, but hey, it all came together. Um, it, you know, with um, it's it's some thought out stuff. It's not just you know, it's got a little, it's not it's comic booky fun, but it's still uh, it's a B plus also, I think for the story, almost maybe an A minus, but B plus I'll go with. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go above you on that one, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with a uh, an A minus on it because I, I love the way you know the, the way they actually formulated a plan, put that plan into effect, and and you know followed through on it, and that it you know that it all made sense in the end. Uh, there's so many times in stories like this where where it just doesn't make sense. So you know, um, it's almost like a, watching a, an episode of Mission Impossible with <laughs> the disguises and the intricate plans, and everything's got to go right. It's like 
a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible movie or way back in the day with the old show or even the show when it was relaunched in the 80s or 90s. Don't remember. I'm old. So there we have it. Another spotlight in the can, as they say, or uh, if we had to mix a metaphor, there's another spot. There's another episode in the bread box. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired and I want some more sleep and I want turkey. Yeah. Okay. Well, happy Thanksgiving several months after Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> but we should all be thankful. Time. We should be thankful every day for something because we're here. Let's end the show with saying something we're thankful. What are you thankful for, Bill? Cheese. Well, I, I haven't been eating cheese lately, so I can't be thankful for that. I'm trying to lose weight. Uh, I'm thankful. Well, that, I'm uh, thankful. For, uh, go ahead. I'm thankful that we've got another episode done. <laughs> I was going to say I'm I'm thankful for our friendship and good times. Aw, now I feel bad that I was going to be thankful for cheese. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. All by myself. All by myself. Ooh, got some good stuff coming up in this book. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, let's see. Yeah, so what's new with me? Started a new job. Uh, things are going pretty good. Uh, so uh, waiting for the other mitten to drop, if I had to use a mixed metaphor, mixing my metaphors. Ah, kind of tired. A little sleepy. Might go back to bed. Got no good material for this little uh, interlude. Wait, I think he's back. Silent. Oh, oh I spoke too soon. Ah, I'm surprised the cat's not bothering me, wanting to be fed. So I'm alone with my thoughts. Obviously, I don't have many because I have nothing to say. Hmm. No funny shtick this time. Man, I'm getting hungry. Can't wait for turkey. Turkey, lucky loo. Turkey, lucky lie. Gonna get some turkey. Oh, I think he's back. Shh. Hold on. I've got to readjust the chair. That hasn't been making that noise. No, I think it's because I just... There we go. All right. So I'm not in the squeaky zone of the chair. There. Okay. The squeaky zone. Squeak. You have oh entered my. the squeaky zone. <laughs> it's a bunch of squeaky toys and and unoiled uh, screen doors and office chairs that are well past their prime. <laughs>